I don't know. Does anybody listen to this? There, yes. Somebody <laughs> listens to it. It's one person. It's my mom. My mom. Then listens shout to out this. to Tim, Father Tim's mom. Hi, mom. I know you're the only one listening right now. But you're uh, you're awesome. Love you. But also shout out to uh, the Khan's family. Yesterday they had a little St. Patty's Day party. They made the absolute um, most amazing corned beef I've ever had in my whole entire life. Wow, that's it probably... melted in your mouth. Man. Like corned beef. <laughs> like it's a cheap cut. What is it? Like the rump roast or something like that? Or it's the uh You're the dairy air guy. Oh my gosh. No, stop <laughs> it. Settle down. We're not going there. But anyway, shout out to them. Thank you for the amazing corned beef. To Tom and Mary and Michaela, Katie, Annabelle, and Kelly. You guys are amazing. Um, was that a shout That was a shout out to the family. Not, to the family. Okay. Because you talked about all about the corned beef. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First of all, <laughs> primary shout out to the corned family. beef. Wait. <laughs> Secondary shout out to the Khan's family. Okay, there we so go. So much work to do with you. Okay, so since... We don't really have a reading. I thought we'd just talk about the Eucharist. Okay. Okay, so you've heard of baptism by desire, yeah. right? There are three baptisms, right? Mm-hmm. Baptism by water. By right? blood. Two. By blood, so who are those? The martyrs. The martyrs, right, and then those by desire. Lives. Yeah. And it made me think of the people again, you know, how they want to be close to God. So I thought... I would share my favorite story about the Eucharist. It is from Fulton Sheen. Yes. Fulton Sheen. You probably know this story. Is this story, Anna Wong? I love this one. Wait, you know her name? Yeah. She had a name? She had a name. Anna Wong. Okay. So I tell this to all the kids that told us to us. So please, uh, please, tell me. I'm going well, just... to sit here like a little kid and just soak <laughs> it in because I love this story. It's beautiful. Fill in gaps if you know more details because evidently no, no, no. she it's has a name, you. which is awesome. So a couple months before Sheen died, he was interviewed, um, and he was asked, who are your heroes? And I think most people at the time expected him to say some cardinals or priests or bishops or something. But he said it was this Chinese girl in China whom he heard a story about, which was when the communists came into China, they imprisoned the priest in the rectory, and then they went into the church and they ransacked the church. They, you know, broke the pews or whatever, went into the tabernacle, and they took the suboria, the thing that contains the Blessed Sacrament, and they strewn it around the sanctuary. Then they left. But what they didn't notice was that there was this Chinese girl in the church at the time. And so she, having seen this, being very devout, she um, escaped the first day, and then came back. Well, what she would do is she'd come back, she'd pray for an hour, and then she would bend over on her knees and pick up the Blessed Sacrament with her tongue. Because at the time, it was, it was not permitted to receive the Blessed Sacrament in your hand. So she did that. And she did that for the next, like, 31 days. And on the 32nd day, she went into the church, did a holy hour on her knees, and then received... And she must have made a noise because a soldier found her and chased her out of the church and outside the church beat her to death with the butt of his rifle. And I think the only way we have this story is because the priest was imprisoned in the rectory, 
saw this happening. From that moment on, Sheen said to himself, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray a holy hour every single day of my priesthood. So he was sort of the originator of the holy hour. I remember using this story like back last summer when all of the pre-scandal stuff was going on, like McCarrick and stuff. I use it in the context of another quote that Sheen was known for, which he said, judge the Catholic Church not by those who live furthest from her ideals, but closest to them. Say it again, one more time. Judge the Catholic Church not by those who live furthest from her ideals, but those who live closest to them. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love it. It's even better because she's Chinese. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So, Anna you know any like details about? Um, no, but I mean, you you said exactly yeah. what I I said or I heard. So the first time I heard that story was when I was. Um, going to be a te- totus tuus teacher for the first time. Little caveat, anyone who is listening who has kids, we are having totus tuus this summer, um, which is the most amazing kind of Catholic summer camp. Uh, so sign your kids up right now. Cause this isn't, okay, commercials. I, it has to be a commercial. Like, this is, there needs to be like some kind of jingle before, you know, yeah, yeah. the commercial. Anyway, I was learning totus tuus, like how to be a totus tuus teacher, and there was a girl, I was a freshman in college, there was a girl um, who was a senior who was really, really pretty, I had a crush on her, um, and she told this story of Anna Wong, and I just like melted when she told this story, and it was like the first time I ever like heard someone so convicted about the Eucharist, like tell a story about the Eucharist. Um, it made me fall deeper in love with, you know, Holy Communion and, and Jesus in the Eucharist for like the first time in college. Um, and hearing that story, I wanted to kind of do the same thing as Fulton Sheen. Like Fulton Sheen was convicted that I need to, I, like this girl has convicted me to be able to just be in front of the Lord in the Eucharist every single day. What, do, when you hear that story, when the first time you heard that story about, about Anna Wong, did it convict you? Was there some kind of transformation when you heard that? I think, if anything, I don't know if it convicted me of the truth of the Eucharist, because I pretty much firmly believed it at the time I heard it. Yeah. It definitely gave me some, like, affirmation that, yeah, this is worth giving my life for, you know? Yeah. Yeah, worth giving your life for. My first year here at Mary's Seat, I gave a talk to parents who are bringing their kids in for First Holy Communion, just to give them an idea of like, a little catechesis on the Eucharist. There's a parent there um, who was not Catholic, and so I'm talking about the Eucharist, and right at the end, I I was gonna go one way, but then I decided just to say, I basically said this, I said, you weren't here at the time, so it was Father Tommy, but I said, you know, me and Father Jerry and Father Tommy this is a teaching of the church that we're willing to die for. This is something we would lay down our lives for. That is, it's the power and the truth of, of the Eucharist. Um, and the, the parent, the dad, came up to me afterwards and said that he, he's been toying with the idea of becoming Catholic for his family and for his kids. And at that moment, just hearing the conviction that, you know, we, it's something, it's a teaching that we're willing to die for. He went into RCAA, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that is awesome. 
Yeah, and obviously not just for priests that are willing to die for it, but here's this man who's like, yeah, um, I want to change my life as a result of this teaching. Oh, yeah. And you're right. It's not just priests. It's anyone who has a strong conviction in this in this teaching and in this yeah. truth and reality. It's It's something that we as Catholics, first of all, are we willing to die for it? Or do we need... Do we, do we need to be convicted more? Well, after they listen to this podcast, I mean... Yeah. They'd probably pretty much be willing to die. So many. Such a good podcast. So good. Probably the best podcast. Mary Seat Quarantine is a Mary Seat of Wisdom dynamic original podcast.